0: Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics. It's Friday, April 21st. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. The government defends its pledge to give Volkswagen up to $13 billion in subsidies over the next decade. We are absolutely determined that Canada is going to get its fair share of that new
1: clean industrial economy. And that means doing things like investing in clean power generation, investing in nuclear power generation. And it means ensuring that Canada, which is a major car-producing country
0: today, continues to be a car-producing country as we move to electric vehicles. And the Globe and Mail reports that the University of Montreal will keep a large donation from two Chinese businessmen at the center of the foreign interference allegations.
1: The Trudeau Foundation have returned the money and the University of Montreal says this would potentially run afoul of income tax laws if they did this. So who's right on this? Why did the Trudeau Foundation return the money and presumably their lawyer said there's no problem with it and the University of Montreal's lawyer said there is a problem with
0: it. So I'm now joined by Bob Fife, the Bureau Chief of of Globe and Mail here in Ottawa. So Bob, it's going to be a big day for uh, this Volkswagen announcement, which we already knew about weeks ago, but now we're getting the details of just how much it costs to lure uh, a company like Volkswagen to Saint Thomas, Ontario. So, what, what what are we learning?
1: Well, the figures are eye popping. The government is going to have to is going to shell out thirteen billion dollars in subsidies to Volkswagen, plus another. Seven hundred million in capital grants and whatever extra inducements are included in this sort of things down the road. Now, that is a that is an awful lot of money. The government's case is for giving that those subsidies, which probably work out to about four hundred some thousand dollars per worker per year, uh, which is pretty good money if you're working in a in a battery, Volkswagen plant, but. The government is trying to um, uh, match the U.S. subsidies, which uh, the Biden administration, is, as you know, is going very, very heavily on subsidies to move quickly uh, to uh, electric vehicles from uh, gasoline. And, you know, um, these are good jobs. And in the long run, it could be very beneficial to the Canadian economy. Uh, if other um, companies decide to come to Canada And, uh, you know, they can also take advantage of the of the North American free trade deal that, you know, auto parts can go automobiles and auto parts go back and forth across the the border without any tariffs. So potentially it's uh, it it could pay off in the long run. Other people are very concerned that these kind of subsidies, um, first of all, are very, very expensive. It's very difficult for Canada to try to out subsidize the United States when they're They've got so much a uh, bigger economy and so much more money. And, you know, other people are saying that this is kind of money that um, rather than corporate subsidies, this money could be could be going to tax cuts to the Canadian military, which, you know, the Americans are very unhappy with the fact that we don't spend very much money <laughs> on the Canadian military yes. or on a whole range of other issues. But, um, you know, you know, today the prime minister is going to be getting all those questions like why that's kind of money. Are they justified? Uh, And I think he'll make the point that, um, you know, this is in the long-term interest of the Canadian economy. However, I hope somebody asked him about the fact that just last month, uh, Finance Minister Krista Freeland was in Washington saying, you know, we've got to stop this new mutually sabotaging competition to provide even richer corporations subsidies. So (laughs) she's been out there, uh, you know, criticizing these kind of subsidies because they're not good for... um, the, the competitiveness of, 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 of Western economies.
0: That was so last month. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, but I think they have said that if the U.S. stops providing these subsidies, so, so will Canada, right?
1: Yeah, they have. But, I mean, the Americans are not going to be mm-hmm. stopping these subsidies right now. Um, as you know, there, there's this massive trillion dollar uh, bill that went through the U.S. Congress last year, which is significant, I mean, money just rolling out the door to uh, transition the United States economy to, to a green economy.
0: So, I mean, the thing is, the big question is, are they here for a good time or a long time? And uh, Francois-Philippe Champagne, the minister, um, I, I've heard him in interviews saying, they've said to me, you know, they're going to be here for, a, you know, not a year, not a five years, but a hundred years.
1: Well, we've heard that before. You can take corporations' promises with a grain of salt. If, um, if for some reason they, the the agreement runs out and they decide to move their uh, auto plant down to the southern United States, they'll say goodbye. Uh, Thanks for the money, Canada, but now we're moving on because somebody else is giving us bigger subsidies. So right. I, yes. I I don't I don't buy those kind of promises. No, nor should anybody.
0: Right. I mean, uh, we've seen corporations in the past, whether it's Bombardier or others, make big promises and not necessarily fulfill them over the years. But I guess how many of these deals can you do? Right. I mean, 13 billion dollars. How many times can the government open its wallet up for taxpayers money? It, 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 we can't expect too many of these.
1: No. Well, no. I mean, with this government, it. You know, it used to be a billion dollars used to be a lot of money, Julie, if you remember. But under this government, like billions just flow out no matter what. It just seems to be anything. Oh, well, here's another billion dollars or here's 10 billion. I mean, it's just it's it's mind boggling how they treat uh, taxpayers' money.
0: C.D. Howe.
1: (laughs) Yes. My father would always
0: say, C.D. Howe would say, what's a million but now yeah. it's what's like a billion, right? I mean talking yeah. like no, no. how from the Sailor Raw era, but whatever. Uh, you know, now well, it's what's a, what's a billion?
1: Well, maybe it's more than that. What's 13 billion?
0: Right, right. <laughs> a- anyway, I- it's all a blur, isn't it? But you know, Bob, I'm wondering about opposition reaction. And I was looking up St. Thomas last night, and I-, I think it's Karen Becchio's writing, and she's a conservative. So I and mean, the what-
1: mayor is and the mayor is Joe Preston, the former conservative MP. Do so him?
0: do you think we're going to hear a lot from Pierre Poilievre on this? I mean, because it means a lot of jobs. What do you think we're going to hear in terms of opposition reaction?
1: Well, I'm being surprised. They were rather mute on it even yesterday when, the, you know, it, it came out. So um, good question whether they were going to uh, uh, really come out and say they oppose this. I, I suspect they won't. Certainly the NDP won't. And uh, I don't I think any of the political parties will do so. But we'll wait and see. Um,
0: Yeah, well, there are critics out there, and certainly we'll hear them, you know, the Taxpayers Association and so on, saying this is corporate welfare. And, uh, you know, you're just throwing piles of money at something that we have no guarantees is going to work. But, um, I mean, it's something to watch later on today.
1: Yeah, we'll see if uh, Pierre Polyev is willing to come out and be very critical. He might be critical of the use of subsidies, uh, but whether he would say he'd cancel it, probably I don't think he would do that.
0: So, Bob, I see, you know, you've been all over this Chinese interference story and I see that you've got a front page story today on a donation that the University of Montreal uh, accepted uh, from two Chinese businessmen and it's got quite a history, this donation. So can you tell us about it and where is it at now?
1: Okay, so um, back in um, uh, 2016, uh prime minister trudeau attended a, a private um cash for access fund liberal fundraiser at the home of a very wealthy chinese businessman one of the people who showed up at this um uh, fundraiser was uh, a chinese billionaire uh whose name is zhang bin who uh, a month later it's announced that he and a fellow billionaire are giving um a million dollars to uh, the Trudeau Foundation and the University of Montreal's Faculty of Law in memory of Pierre Elliott Trudeau. So uh, 200000 would go to the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation and the rest of the money, uh, 750000 was destined for the Faculty of Law where Mr. Tr- Senior, Trudeau Sr. had taught and had gone to school and $50,000 for a, a statue of the uh, former Prime Minister. Um, so... Uh, fine. There was a lot of criticism at the time when we broke that story because people were saying, look, this smells, uh, looks like this is kind of a Chinese influence operation. But it sort of died out and then uh, in February we reported that uh, CESIS had in fact intercepted a conversation between this Mr. Zhang and an unnamed commercial attaché at one of our consulates here in which, this was in 2014, in which they said, you give $20 million to in memory of Burelia Trudeau, and we'll reimburse you. Immediately after that story came out, the Trudeau Foundation said, we're going to give back the money, of which at this point was 140000 And the University of Montreal uh, said, well, we're studying it. So the Trudeau Foundation, first of all, couldn't, couldn't find the, uh, couldn't, couldn't deliver the check, which, by the way, it wasn't in the name of these two guys. It was the mm-hmm. name of a company called Millennium Golden Eagle International Canada, and the University of Montreal waited, I mean, it's over a month and a half before they've decided. But yesterday they said, no, we are uh, going to keep this donation. Uh, we're going but we're going to use the money instead of scholarships to send kids to uh, Quebec, law, uh, Montre- University of Montreal law students to um, China. We're going to use this money to promote democracy. And they, so we, I spoke to the uh, rector, uh, Daniel Sutras, yesterday, who said, look, we couldn't return the money because our lawyer said you need to go to the superior court and say this agreement is null and void and you to get it null and void you have to be able to demonstrate you know if there was something fraudulent or you know seriously wrong with this and you guys may have reported the fact about CSIS, but we CSIS hasn't told us that so we are on the basis of that we don't think we can do this And but here's how we're here's how we're going to spend the money. And um, but which begs the question: Julie is the uh, Trudeau Foundation uh, have returned the money, and the University of Montreal says this would potentially run afoul of income tax laws if they did this. So who's right on this? Why did the Trudeau Foundation return the money, and and they're all, presumably, their lawyer said there's no problem with it, and the University of Montreal's lawyer said there is a problem with it. But then again, you know, Julie, with lawyers, you can get them to do say whatever
0: you want. <laughs> well, I, I'm getting the impression if you have a check uh, from these two Chinese businessmen or or any equivalent, it's kryptonite.
1: That <laughs> it is. It's wise not to. In fact, what's so weird about this whole uh, transaction is that the, um, the 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 tax receipts of the Trudeau Foundation were sent first to a Hong Kong address, uh, which is a front for shell companies. And then this uh, Chinese-affiliated um, uh, association said in the notes that we saw on their access to information, oh, by the way, don't send it to Hong Kong now. Send it to... Um, Beijing and begs the question like what was this chinese state association des- deciding where the money should be going i mean shouldn't back in 2016 when they did the th- tax receipt didn't the alarm bells ring with both of these organizations this really smells
0: well bob i mean if if i've if i'm correct on this i think the university of montreal and Others that have accepted the donations at the time, or sorry, now in retrospect, say you know it was a different era, and we were trying to uh, have more um, you know uh, favorable relations with China. It was a different time. We're looking at it from the twenty twenty three perspective. Uh,
1: well, I, I don't agree with that because back in twenty sixteen, the United the United States and Australia. And other countries were already raising alarm bells about China and these influence operations. It's true that the Trudeau uh, government wants us to say it was a different time for them because they wanted a free trade agreement. They were even willing to talk to them about an extradition treaty, believe it or not, where you could, uh, we could return ch- uh, Chinese uh, residents or people who are living in this country uh, to China. On, and like that's just mind boggling that they were even uh, considering doing that. So I no I don't agree with that uh, assessment at all. Uh, it's certainly it's certainly one that the, the political elite may may want to say is the mm-hmm. case but that's not that does not reflect what was really going on around the world.
0: So do you think just uh to 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 kind of wrap up in a sense um that the University of Montreal do you think it's put this behind it by saying we we're going to keep it but we're going to put it towards democratic uh, activities like studying democracy mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that they've put it behind them. And the issue really is that is the with the Trudeau it's the Trudeau Foundation. You know, the fact is that, that Alexander Trudeau, Mr. Trudeau's brother, uh, signed the agreement. Uh, like what role? What was he involved in this? Um, it was clear that, um, the, you know, the Trudeau, this Trudeau Foundation, not a penny of their money has gone into this. One hundred and twenty five million dollars of our money. The board of directors were very upset about it. They, uh, the new board of directors, they all resigned because they felt that there hadn't been due diligence done by the Trudeau Foundation when this uh, deal was done, and which was signed by Alexander Trudeau, who is not even supposed to be signing these agreements. It's supposed to be the president and CEO who would be signing these agreements, who by that, who you recall, was Morris Rosenberg at the time, who then Mr. Trudeau tapped. To look into Chinese interference in the 2021 election campaign. So, uh, you know, lots of problems here with this.
0: So just to wrap up, because obviously, Bob, you know, you've been doing this story quite a while and and could uh, tell us a lot more. But I noticed in the House of Commons this week that Pierre Poilievre mm-hmm. wanted to bring Alexander Trudeau to a committee to get him to explain the history of this check and his involvement and so on. And they've shut that door. But um, what do you think of that?
1: Well, uh, they, they tried at the Public Accounts Committee, the Conservatives and the Bloc Quebecois, to be able to look at this donation, which um, uh, and which the foundation, to their credit, is, has asked the Auditor General look in, to look into it, but she has not made a decision. But the NDP would not go along with this. So, um, you know, the, b- both parties say, isn't that, there's the coalition at work, helping, you know, the NDP, helping the, the Liberals get out of this mess.
0: Well, I'm sure more to come from you, Bob. And um, it's it's kind of a many-headed hydra, isn't it? <laughs> it,
1: it is. We'll, we'll We'll keep trying to keep everybody informed.
0: All right. so have a great day. That was Bob Fife, Bureau Chief uh, in Ottawa for the Globe and Mail. Now let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators, and editorialists are saying today. At the conversation, David Said argues Pierre Poilievre is attempting to mislead Canadians into believing that the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation is an untrustworthy news source. He writes, Pierre Poilievre is suggesting Twitter's designation of CBC as government-funded media is proof the broadcaster lacks editorial independence. But that's not what Twitter's label is actually suggesting. The government-funded title is used to indicate that some or all of the media outlet's funding is provided by government. The state-affiliated label, on the other hand, is used to describe media outlets that are directly controlled by the state. Misleading Canadians by conflating Twitter's media account verification labels, as Poilievre has done, is not the way forward. While he is correct that Canadians should be shielded from disinformation and manipulation, they should also be cautious of politicians misleading them on complex issues regarding the independence and impartiality of government agencies. In the Toronto Star, Linda McQuaig considers Finland's approach to homelessness. She writes, instead of abandoning the homeless, Finland housed them. Now, more than a decade after the launch of the Housing First policy, 80% of Finland's homeless are doing well, still living in the housing they've been provided with, but now paying the rent on their own. In Canada, however, we're determined to stick to market-based solutions, no matter how badly they fail or how costly they are. Homelessness is just the extreme end of Canada's dysfunctional housing market, which we've left largely in the domain of the private marketplace, creating a huge divide between those who can afford to buy a house and those who can't. Now here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will make an announcement with Premier of Ontario Doug Ford to welcome Volkswagen and Power Co. SE's investment. A media availability will follow. The Minister of Innovation, Science and Industry, François-Philippe Champagne, will be in attendance. Later, the Prime Minister will be in London, Ontario, to participate in a town hall with college students. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland will be in private meetings in Toronto. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will spend the morning celebrating Eid al-Fatir at the Islamic Society of Markham in Toronto. He will also speak at the 2023 Ontario Public Service Employees Union Convention before attending the Muslim Association of Canada Eid Festival. Tourism Minister Randy Boissonneau will make an infrastructure announcement in Edmonton. Intergovernmental Affairs Minister Dominic LeBlanc will make an announcement in Miramichi, New Brunswick. And in Millbrook, Nova Scotia, Indigenous Services Minister Patty Haidu will sign a Memorandum of Understanding to Advance Mi'kmaq Health and Wellness. That's CPAC Today in Politics for Friday, April 21st. Tune in to Primetime Politics Weekend on CPAC for coverage of all the week's events. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Our podcast returns Monday morning. Have a great weekend.